Strutting while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. Oh, there it is now. <laughs> uh, Art, how are we sounding? You sound so hot right now. Uh, yes. Art, um, give us the first thing that comes to mind. Brian McQueen. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. I'm in the house. <laughs> hey, Art. You, my, yeah. are, you a, are you a Weezer fan? <laughs> Uh, I am not. Oh, just like that. Straight up, dog. Uh, you're too young, huh? I guess so. Man. That was too popular. But do you know the song... It I, wasn't big in Japan. Do you know the song uh, Island? No, it was, though. Remember? You had the, they were huge. Her, 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 didn't they have a whole album? Yeah, Pinkerton. Right, Pinkerton yeah. was all... Was all Japanese. Yeah, half Japanese girls. Yeah. They do it to me every time. Yep. Um, Art, do you know the song Island in the Sun? Maybe if I heard it, I'd recognize it. It's one of their later works. Uh, okay, never mind. Warren just considered singing it for you. I did, and then denied nah. himself. G- give me, well, give me a little something. Maybe I'll recognize it. Ding, 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 ding. Hey, hey. I like how oh, he kind of yeah, like yeah. didn't. He did a lullaby version. <laughs> he did. Uh, <laughs> like so, he didn't have to actually sing. Yeah. What do you? <laughs> well, you don't know the songs. So I'm not going to ask you. Brian has a, I, I, no, no, no. an interesting theory. Yeah, it's like hey, hey. <laughs> You've said enough. Don't I know it? Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, no, you yeah, totally, yeah. you totally do. You know it perfectly. And you're, and you're smart, which is nice. Art, I think it's about. It's a song about drugs. Oh, cool. I, I think like it's drugs. a metaphor. Oh, cool. You know, he has one leg that's shorter than the other, and he's like on painkillers and shit. He Art? Cert- no, um, <laughs> r- uh, Rivers Como, right? That's his name, Cuomo. Um, Does he rock like a Frankenstein shoe on one side? No, he had his one leg like extended, and uh, he was on crazy painkillers and stuff. And that's when they wrote Pinkerton, I believe. Oh. And that's why it's a little bit, a little. It off. wasn't critically acclaimed. It was, yeah, I guess, or it wasn't. But it's, it's like a cult classic. But wasn't mellow grinds? Is that what you're saying? It was grind, but not Just mellow grind. grind. I think it's a lot of people's favorite though. Like I like the hardcore. Weezer fans. Yeah, I almost think they say that because no one else likes it. You know, probably. Like, oh, yeah. like I, I celebrate the early work. Yeah, you know, I even like Pinkerton. <laughs> no. yeah. I've dated a half Japanese girl. It's no big deal. Yeah. So enough Weezer talk, right? Yeah. Um, uh, what are you eating over there, Lane? Is that a bagel cream cheese? Yep. Nice. No, it's the a Lanethan, cough drop. Lanethan special. <laughs> it's a cough drop. Maybe we can get on Coffeeville, Elanathan. What would that be? What's your drink? Uh, Cars and coffee. What do you drink? Uh, I'll drink, I don't know, a coffee? No, (laughs) you're like a soy latte guy. No. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, Is this Thursday or Sunday? It's Thursday. It's up to Brian. Oh, it's up to Brian. Thursday. Okay. Thursday it is. Welcome to Driving Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Brian. I'm Lane. And I'm Art. Thank you for joining us. Episode 202. Yeah. Feels, feels good. Yep. 202. Uh, Happy New Year to everyone. It Happy is, New Year. It is 2017. Yeah, uh, did you guys party? Did you guys all make it? 
Yeah, Brian and I partied together. We made it to uh, Kansas City New Year. Yeah. It was 10 o'clock. Wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> Are you serious? Well, then we uh, we went home, my wife and I, and we st- I made it till midnight, but it wasn't... I wouldn't say we were partying so much, you know? There were fireworks outside, though. People in the neighborhood were having a good time. How about you guys? Um, I went about it, like... I think it was like eight eight fifty or something. Eight fifty. Yeah, I think so. Really Maybe. pushing it. Yeah. yeah, not even an attempt. Wow. Yeah. What a... Just another fucking day, huh? How about Go you, Art? It. Art, you sound like you did something. I did something. I mean, we were cooped up in a cabin. Remember how I bought like millions of pounds of food in my X one? That one. Oh, day. that's uh, right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it was actually just a small group of folks. Uh, we stayed up and uh, watched uh, several different New Year's. It, we watched it go across the country. or Oh, yeah, on television. York, on television, and then did some European stuff and watched the big uh, Mariah Carey faux pas live, which was epic. <laughs> I heard about that. Uh, it was really, really awesome. It was actually, it made the entire thing. What did like, she do? I don't even know. Just lip sync so, fail. Yeah, oh, cool. Fail. That's in a nutshell, lip sync fail. It was amazing. Like bad. In front, oh, of the in, front of the, world. in front of the entire world. In front of the entire world, exactly. Yep. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Um, I would say that's worse than Janet Jackson's clothing failure. Yeah. yeah. Not as good for the audience. No, no yeah, that's awful. It was very good for the audience, I'd say. <laughs> I enjoyed it thoroughly. That was hilarious. Someone was showing me uh, some YouTube videos of, like, Dubai going off. I was. Oh, you were, Warren. You and I were together. Remember that? Yes. Um, the the thing now is these huge high rises around the world, like the tallest buildings in the world. There's that one in Taiwan, like the Taiwan 101 or whatever it's called. Yeah. The Dubai Al Bashir Al Saad Bahimi. I don't even know what it's called. And then uh, they put they have like terraces all the way up these buildings. Those two particularly, and they have fireworks pop, on pop. each terrace. Yeah. Pop pop pop. Yeah. It's crazy. It, I mean, it is. It literally looks like the building's on fire, and I'm not really sure how they get away with it without damaging all the building. But it's pretty amazing. So, I'm going to Dubai next year. So I'd let you guys awesome. Know. Sounds great. Doesn't so you can it, watch fireworks. Isn't that cool? You're so cool. <laughs> fireworks are so lame. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> they kind of are. No way. Fireworks Super are awesome. Super played out. It's like oh, okay, fireworks. Fire, oh. fireworks Dude, lame. fireworks are awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Lane's just What's... Lane's a hater, and now he's sick. They're pretty lame, and so he's only gonna get worse. I was there. sick on New Year's. So I didn't do shit. That's why I went to bed so early. And I was supposed to go to a party the night before, which I think one of you guys might have gone to, but, uh. No, but I know about it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I stayed home that night, too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just didn't go out at all. I went outside today for the, f- yesterday for the first time in like just oh, all right. a outside. while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's where we're at. That's good. Glad to be sharing a room with you, Lane. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Hand sanitizer. He, uh, he actually, right. um, Talked into every mic that you guys are messing mm-hmm. with right now. Yeah. Uh, licking them. Yep. Yeah. Lame question for you. Uh, lame. What's lamer? Uh, late Weezer or fireworks? Oh, I don't mind late Weezer. Fireworks are super lame, bro. No way. How can it be lame? Dude, they're fireworks just like, are so good. They're just not that cool, dude. <laughs> every time I go, like, uh, Santa Cruz's birthday, like, we walk down to the cliffs, like, yeah, swap you get them. a free, awesome fireworks show. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Let's go home. Like, after, like, Two minutes, I'm like, over it. Hate, hate, hate. Seriously, dude. How can you hate I fireworks? Know. I don't understand, dude, because it's <laughs> fucking 2017. What do you want? And I have, like, crazy shit and access, like, on my television, just, like, everywhere around me. 
and like watching some little like lights in the sky doesn't impress me anymore. You're desensitized. You're watching, yeah, exactly. you're watching too much of those television to fireworks. fireworks in Dubai and it's just not <laughs> now now you're desensitized to You're watching life. fireworks on television. No, it was on my phone, bro. <laughs> on your phone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to watch See how much this guy likes fireworks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mobile fireworks. You watch the little tiny ones on his phone. He has on, his, an app. on his Apple yeah. on his Apple original Apple iPhone or whatever that thing is. Dude, Apple makes you iPhone. <laughs> watch bro yeah see apple iwatched fireworks.com <laughs> should we answer some questions yeah let's hey get to can it. i do a standard boring question to start things off uh, I, I didn't get it in time i can't wait okay uh commuting car for my father-in-law he has a highlander hybrid yeah he drives from santa cruz to uh palo alto every day jesus christ Pretty rough. Fucking hell. He, isn't, he doesn't end up in a lot of stop and go because he shifts his schedule, so he leaves really early in the morning. Does he have carpool lane sticker? No. Fucking hell. So what? So he, they told me last night that they went over to the Toyota dealership and were looking at the Prius and the RAV4 hybrid. Okay. So I don't know. It, with, in, in matters like this, it's kind of like, you know, I, I, I don't really have a, much of an opinion on these, like, standard cars. Yeah. yeah. But I was saying, I, I was asking him, like, you know, would you consider a used car instead, you know, maybe like three years old that, you know, something mm -hmm. less than 60,000 miles. Maybe you could even get a Lexus or something that would be a little bit nicer and, yeah. and probably cheaper overall mm -hmm. cost of ownership and everything. Yeah. A few so things. That, oh, go ahead, Art. No, I'm just wondering. Like, I mean, any need for ground clearance? Like, why does he? Need no, not really. Uh, so, my mother-in-law is interested in an SUV for some reason. Um, I think I don't know. It's kind of like whatever, whatever you fancy. You know, like a, a little extra ground clearance. Like it's a little tougher. It, um, it's nice to see over cars, especially in a lot of traffic. Yeah, I can see. Okay. Prius, fuck Priuses. You're going to be a shithead Prius owner. Everyone hates Prius owners. I, I struggle, though, to tell somebody why they're bad. Because they're awful cars. They're, so... Well, that's not being so, I mean, they're penalty box interiors. They have drum rear brakes. They handle they like still? shit. The brand I don't think new they, ones do. But uh, I think they do. They still have drum brakes? I'm, I'm almost positive. I know the base Civics still did last year, at least. I don't know about the brand new model. Yeah. But are they adequate for that car? I mean, like, I'm just no, wondering, too. like... Does father-in-law care about any of these things? Well, it doesn't sound like it. Um, yeah. I think they are factors. Okay, so here's my my biggest factor is that he drives a pretty fast mountainous road with heavy braking, <laughs> sharp turns, like a lot of that stuff. And the Prius is the most disconnected driving experience there is. It just is a shitty driving car. So, I don't know. I've never driven one. I mean, can it never. really be that much worse than a Highlander? Yeah, totally. 100%. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a Highlander's a bad choice for that drive as well. Totally. But, but at least you have, like, a baseline of what the Highlander's going to do. I feel like the Prius has weird weight distribution, uh, funky sight lines. It, you're, you're a fucking asshole in a Prius. That's a big factor, <laughs> too. Everyone yeah. hates you on the road. Kind of sucks. So, so the one thing that would really annoy me is just, like, you have to literally floor it to get over that hill every time. Right. And you're, you're probably not even... It's not going to be a very efficient car for that commute, I don't think. Uh, well, I don't know. That's kind of a bold yeah, it'd plan. It'd probably be all right because you're going like down it, the hill the, the second. The regen there? Yeah. I mean, if you're just looking at straight gas mileage, like that's probably going to be up there pretty good. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I mean, if, if fuel economy is his main concern, it's really hard to argue with the Prius because, like one. I mentioned, the the Volt Chevy Volt. Yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah. He he didn't like the styling of it. Oh, so but he likes the Prius. Wow, wow, well, that, subjective I, thing. I you can't really argue with it. No, no it is. It is. Yeah. And I think you're just dealing with a, a crazy person. Yes, literally, <laughs> yeah. because the Prius is like I don't, that's just like. Well, there's a question we get to later that. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's, yeah it's I mean, there's really diabolically horrible. Yeah, it's just <laughs> no. I really hate the styling of the Prius. It's like, the worst car I've ever seen. It's really bad. Like you can't say the. I don't. I don't see anyone looking at the Bolt and the Prius without because pe- I think people just have preconceived notions about the Prius. Like they're like, oh, Priuses are good. They're hybrids. They're and they look. And, they go, oh, look at it. It's a Prius. And preconceived notions about a Chevy. Totally. Sure, that's true. Yeah. Like, you know, it it is important, I think, for them to buy a Japanese car because that's what they've had and they trust the reliability right. and uh, I mean, you mentioned, economical cars. You mentioned a used car and you mentioned Lexus. You, certainly you could do an ES, which is a Camry-based Lexus. I mean, about as reliable as it gets, decent mileage, comfortable, no penalty that, that, box. That's a big, that's the four-door. It's a Camry not size. Big, yeah, mid-size. Yeah, Camry size. Car, um, a Camry hybrid would be a better choice. A Honda Accord hybrid would be a better choice. They get 39 miles per gallon. They look good. They have good, you know, a good car. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Decent then, space in the back yeah, and everything. It's a nice sedan. Probably um, a little, little tighter suspension. And like Lane, we all know everything. what the motor is. Oh, yeah. It's a K24. No. Honda. Oh, what? Yeah, Honda K24. Earth Dream. Oh yeah, Earth Dream. Uh, oh, <laughs> hey, that's a six-cylinder on that thing, right? No, it's, I think it's four. This, this oh, it now. is. Yeah. In so, the hybrid? Yeah, they changed their whole. They used to do. It they for used to do power. the six, right? Yeah, they yeah. Would, they did the hybrid for like additional power, almost. It was the same miles per gallon, or maybe like mm. two gained, but uh, this time around they went full MPGs, which is probably smart. Yeah, that's what everyone wants, but it doesn't look like a Prius. Looks like an Accord, right? I know, sharp. which is why they never sell it that well compared to the Prius. I guess, I guess so. The Prius but has then that. Honda made that Insight that looked like a Prius, and it didn't sell that well either. That's true. I don't know. So a couple. One thing I did was I looked up Lexus 2012, starting in 2012 for, uh, and then sorted by you know like cheap uh, and and everything under sixty five thousand miles, mm-hmm. um, and then some of the f- two models came up. Uh, at the bottom of the barrel there around like, you know, I don't know, eight to 15 grand was, uh, uh, IS 250. Yep. Which actually seems like a decent little car. It's pretty good. It's small. It's definitely smaller than apparently it's cramped in the back yep. and um, pretty low. It's yeah. More sporty. Right. Um, if, if really it is just a commuter, uh, then that would probably be fine. Yeah. Uh, and they get decent gas mileage. I forget what it was. Yep. Uh, but, uh, the reviews say that it's, uh, kind of lackluster performance. Like it could use more power, of course, but yeah. if that's not what you're after, it doesn't it, matter. Right. Compared to a it Prius, has, it, it's a fucking rocket ship. It kind of like, uh, sways you with the looks, you know, totally. it's, but it's all for show because it doesn't actually go. Yeah. yeah. Um, it doesn't handle well, but it looks like it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... The CT200H. But see, that's just... It's a Prius. It's a Prius, Prius yeah. So it's like you look for the Lexus name. Sure. Uh, but uh, you don't get that luxury totally. interior or driving feel. But it's way better than the Prius. It is. And those things look way better, too. The little hatchback. Like yeah, they're, they're not they're bad looking. Smaller, yeah. but they're, and they are less efficient than the Prius. Like yes. the miles per gallon, whatever Art. in quotes. Yeah, Art, I believe they you, have more power as well. What do you think, Art? Uh, I think that the man needs a Honda Cro- Accord Cross Tour. 
Oh, really? <laughs> no, oh, I'm that just kidding. Right. <laughs> Dude, that's uh, such a weird A CX-5 came to mind too like if you are going to go an suv if it is an suv yeah which it's it's actually um there's an argument for that at where we live because our driveway is right. pretty rough it and is. It, it does kind of wreak havoc on uh the front suspension of cars how about an hrv all-wheel drive that's the honda fit suv crossover one, huh? oh yeah with all-wheel drive. So it's a little oh, higher. Wait. It's the one we looked at at SEMA when yeah, it was first. Yeah, I like them. Yeah. HRV, all-wheel drive. They're very good looking. They yeah. don't get the greatest mileage, though, especially when you're talking about Prius. It's But if you're comparing it to a RAV4, it might be better. Yeah. And I'm you know wondering. what? I may be uh, with – I don't know the full Prius model line. I think this might be a different one than the regular Prius. The Prius V? Yeah, that's a big one. It's the wagon. That's okay. The large. I think that's a better body style. You might think that. <laughs> Is it not? They're all I mean, pretty no, I mean, it doesn't have the crazy, You're like, right. flying buttress taillights, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is what really puts me off with the new Prius. Yeah. My mom even complains about the new Prius. That shows you yeah. what's going on. Uh, Brian, so do you know if they're, like, if Toyota's kind of on the map because they're able to get a good deal or they're able to return or, or um, I guess, turn in their current car towards the new Toyota? No, I think I think basically they've got, like, almost 250,000 miles on the Highlander, and it's been a really great car for them uh, and so solid. yeah so yeah i mean it's worth like two three thousand dollars right now right i was just saying like get out of that thing as fast as you can because that's right at that age yeah with those yeah um so if he likes the highlander so much why not a new highlander they're pretty they're way nicer i think so much car to commute in though yeah, yeah i mean lot. he didn't he didn't buy that car when he was here with his current commute over 17 right he bought gotcha. this car it was a totally different situation he sure. was in atlanta um, very different. And so given the current commute, it's probably too much, too much car. I see. Actually, I, I, I want to like emphasize is like, I, I didn't really kind of hit the nail on the head there with my comment earlier. It's, I, it's not just that you have to floor it in the Prius to get over the hill. But it's just the fact that, you know, if you're dealing with a car that has more power, like it, it can be annoying to actually have to floor it to get to pass people or to get around traffic, you know, like it's, it, it you know, some sometimes you need that that better performance and acceleration to just get to kind of get around people and stuff and to move around. And I don't know, it depends on the person. But like, here, here's a, just a quick example. Um, I, I back like you know, uh, some months back, I have I had a loaner 428i, and my neighbor saw the car in, in my driveway, and he's like, "Hey, that that's a beautiful car." What, what size engine does it have? That was his question. Somebody who knows nothing about cars. Yeah. And I said, oh, it's a little four-cylinder turbo. He's like, oh, only a four-cylinder? He's like, oh, I tested XXX, and it only had a four-cylinder, and I hated that I had a, I had to step on the pedal so much just <laughs> to make it go, you know? So just, like, little details like that, like, for people that are not car people, just, like, like you know, that they don't want to, like – like, Jamie hated, like, like having to floor her – her hybrid Honda Civic, and she felt like she was forcing the car. To, you know what I mean? Like, just little yeah. details like that. Honda Accord Hybrid. I agree with that. Yeah, I think that's probably for for someone like that. It's probably the best choice. Or a Toyota Camry Hybrid, but uh, not a Prius. I say Accord. They're they're really. But if they're Toyota cars. people, I'm just trying to you know help yeah. them. I know yeah. between the two, you kind of always go Honda. I like that look. So the Accord looks good. It's a good looking little sedan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, my two cents. Good. All right, um, Kieran Berndt asks. I've been toying with the idea of a fun summer car, and I'm considering an E39 M5 or a 135 with the M package, not the 1M. Which would you choose and why? All right, you had a 1 Series. What do you think? 
Yeah, um, as a fun summer car, I don't see why an E39 M5 would be the right car. I mean, it's like kind of big and, and you know, slow steering rack. Like, it's just more of a kind of high-powered cruiser or highway You and your car. freaking slow steering racks. It's I not that bad. Yes, you it hate is. it, but I mean, imagine if you'd never driven an E39 M5. You would never come off of it and go, no, oh, the steering rack was kind of slow. It'd be like, what holy shit. Car? What's that? What is his current car? Uh, do do? You've met uh, he has, I don't know, he has that little Subaru, uh, yeah, that, thing, that, that turbo, days. yeah, and then he has, I don't know what else he has, like a Honda Prelude or something. But not a 400 horsepower M5? No. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, 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 I'm just comparing kind of these two cars in particular. Like a 135 with an M package is way, way more nimble, way sportier. And yeah. that's like, when I associate it, when I associate rather fun summer, like I want like something light, sure. lightweight and kind of the fun and possible you know not like a big heavy autobahn pounder kind of a car yeah you know? i like that i like that answer i i think it comes down to which you can find i, I think you i think the m5 is more car it's more yeah prestigious and, i think it's a he he's a pretty young kid and i think that's uh, a okay. lot of car to pay for as far as like the upkeep and stuff yeah so i think he'd probably and be, gas and gas and all that he'd probably be better off with something else but okay. i mean i don't I mean, I'll, something else altogether than these two choices. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm saying other than the M5. I mean, maybe the 135i is a good choice, but even that, it can get pretty crazy if you're not buying one with like a warranty and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. You know, as Art knows, he, like the second he sold his, both the turbos went out. You know. Yeah, yeah that like, was gonna be my, my suggestion. What was it? Six one. grand or something? Uh, probably even more than that. I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> so. I mean, maybe he should, maybe, I mean, he's, he's super young. He's like 18, 19 years old. I would, it's like, I mean, I would do an E46 M3 or something. There you go. Or how about just a 330 sport CI? Yeah. Yeah. E30, E46, you know, yeah. E46 ZHP. Yeah. A lot of car, easy to fix. And those are like not very expensive. Six right grand, now. Yeah. seven grand, eight grand for a nice one, really nice one. Yeah, do the water pump and timing yeah. belt, all our yeah. water pump and all the stuff that goes along with that radiator and stuff. Yep. And get it's it all dialed in. Do the bushings or whatever. Yep. Don't fuck with the HIDs though. No, don't, don't. <laughs> just keep it blue stock. Um,. Although I have to say though, six grand will get you a very high mileage car. Like a, a nice, like hundred thousand mile car right now is going for ten grand. I've been yeah. looking. Sure, but he can spend ten grand. I mean, he's talking about these other he's, cars yeah, are are, are you fifteen know, to twenty, fifteen yeah. to twenty. So, in yeah. and fifteen, you're getting a shitty one of either of those two cars. So yeah, you spend fifteen on an E E forty six, and you're oh looking pretty decent. Yeah, you have really yeah. nice as one ever. Yeah, that's uh, true. <clears throat> uh, Dave LC2 asks, this will make some of you cringe. What are your thoughts on OCD people who start their car after they turn it off just to see if it will start again? Never heard of this. Never have either. I've never heard of this. I've only done it like after I changed the starter or something. I and I go on a drive and then I want to check that it's still, uh, okay. you know, but I've, I would do it if I'm buying a car, looking at buying a car, I would see if it starts back really yeah. quick. Oh, because start, you yeah. want to do a hot start. Yeah. yeah. But I've never heard of this people no, doing I've, it. I've never heard of that either. Um, he says when you guys talked about how many times you launch or how many <laughs> times you open a rear auto hatch are designed uh, for reminded me of this. I know someone who routinely does this. I've what? never heard of it. You should just help, Na- help name them. this person. Yeah, shame them. 
Wow, dude. It sounds like someone had a really bad experience at some point, and now they're, like, super paranoid about their car not starting. That's so weird, though. Like, who's, who's to say when you come back in an hour, it's going to start then? You know what the worst right. thing ever is? Tell me. When you have a car running and you accidentally yes. hit the key to start it again. That happened like recently. Uh, or you know what the worst thing ever is? That. When uh, you have a car that uh, you pulled the battery out of and uh, you're just running it with the alternator because you try to start another car and then <laughs> someone else turns your car off that doesn't have a battery in it and then you have to swap it back. That's happened to me. That's Whoa. the most obscure thing to happen. Was that in Mexico? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it was not. It was uh, down the street from your place. This sounds <laughs> some, like some Gone in 60 Seconds stuff. Like he was helping Nick uh, Cage or, or something. Like, yeah, he was dared to like, I can get your car running. Like, yeah. watch. No, yeah, let me just borrow that battery for and a second. And I think it even happened once when I was with Matt uh, messing around with his Boxster, uh, actually, most recently. You pulled the battery off that of wasn't the car that was already running. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Auto off topic. Thin crust or deep dish? Thin. Thin crust. Thin. Really? Mm. Pizza you my heart. Really? Fish. Well, you yeah. like to eat your pizza with a fork and knife and like... I know. I don't need no... I don't need all that bread. So much <laughs> no, air in that no, bread. Yeah, so much air, dude. No, you guys are talking about the wrong... You're talking about thick crust, not pan... Not no, dish. deep like, dish. Deep dish is like the... Deep dish is where it's like tons of cheese. It's like a cake. And, yeah, it's like you eat <laughs> yeah. in a pan or whatever. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, is that your answer, Art? Deep dish? Uh, so I was going to say deep dish with a cornmeal crust. There's only one what? exception. If it's a God, really Art standard, is so weird. I love it. Dude, no. I cornmeal love it. crust. Keep going, Art. We're listening. Haven't good, you haven't had good deep dish pizza? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, we've yeah, never. Sure. We've never had it, dude. What's it like in San Francisco nowadays? Yeah. I have access, bros. Yeah. Um, so um, the only thin crust that I would choose over a deep dish, a good deep dish, is a standard margarita. Just like oh my god, oh, yeah. I fucking want to hang up on him so much god. right now. Oh, I wish no. I could hang up on him. We just hang up on him. Could we bail? I mean, if this is a normal he conversation, just did, he just did the fucking turn- typical. <laughs> oh god, dude, we're all turning away from you, Art. Yeah, that was bad. I just really hate it when everyone says margarita because no, you have to because you're fucking gringo. (laughs) You're talking that way. You don't go in like I hate it. You can't go into like a a taco, you know, a burrito place. Be like, yes, I'll have one burrito and one (laughs) quesadilla. (laughs) You said to say it like a normal fucking human, like the way you talk, dude. You can't change your. Have you ever noticed that every time that I walk into a Mexican restaurant, I speak in Spanish? I never speak in English because I can't stand saying it that way. (laughs) Watch. And then they probably make fun of you anyways because you probably sound like an idiot. I think the harsh thing here is he was saying a sentence regularly. Yes. That's what I'm saying. And then just that one word he just throws off completely. Yeah, it's the worst. If you're going to say margarita or whatever, (laughs) you got to do the full sentence in the Italian accent or language. Well, I, can say it I want the beats and not get eat. Then it's okay. See what Lane did just there? That's how you do it, Art. That's what I'll do next time. I go in, I want the pizza margarita. Only if you throw flail your hands around in the air. I'll only do it when I'm with you, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, I couldn't stand it the other way, so that's good you did it. Dude, I'll take a deep breath, and it'll be like a relief, man. I'll feel so much, so much better. Sob Story says, what solution do you see to the ever-growing problem of texting and driving, and how effective do you think it will actually be? What's the solution? So there's a new law that passed. Yeah. Um, As of January 1st, this is in California. Yeah, it's something about hands and You cannot touch the cell phone at all. So if you're just touching your phone. Nope. If you're touching your phone, you you can swipe it once, they say, if it's mounted. That's it. One swipe. 
Go on. That's it. <laughs> One swipe. So, yeah. okay, here's what I don't understand. But we have all these stupid haptic feedback touch buttons and screens and shit that we have to like read and and try and press and no, miss. You don't have to. What do you mean? Why do you have to? No, Lane, you're talking about the I'm navigation. I'm talking about navigation. The, car. the cars. I know. They're saying to turn up. No, but even, I'm saying you can do all that. Yeah. They're they're that they're that that's legal. But they're saying yeah. even GPS added on GPS. No, but I'm saying not added on. Like right. all this bullshit that comes with these new cars. Like to turn my fan on it up in the Acura, I have to go through three menus and then press this thing on the screen to go up, turn the fan up because that was legal at the time. But they, the new cars have them, and it's even it's like worse than ever. Like all the systems you have to go through yeah. and stuff, it's way worse than like touching a phone. They also uh, regulated where the phone can be mounted in the car <coughs> and some other stuff. But the bottom line was. Your first offense for getting caught for touching your <laughs> touching your phone <laughs> is twenty bucks. So oh, okay. who's that going to stop? I mean, you know, you're gonna get you're gonna basically say like, if I get caught, oh well, twenty bucks. But the second time it goes up, I don't know, I don't know how much. And how do they prove you were touching your phone? It's it doesn't matter. Just the same thing as like, uh, you know, I don't know. Cops can just say say you were, and you can take him to court, I guess. But yeah, and you probably win every time. I mean, no, I don't. I don't know about that. Well, how? How do they, they can't see inside your phone. You it's the same thing as saying, like, I saw you talking on your cell phone. You'd be like, no, no I didn't. Well, they can be, whole, I'm saying they can't see you, like, but I'm what saying you're touching. Co- you could be changing the radio but station. But my point is, if a cop says you did it, you get a ticket. It's the same thing as saying, I saw you talking on your cell phone, and you could be like, no, I wasn't. I was scratching my ear with I my know, phone. but there's a lot more, like, if, variables, if they, you if know? If they see you holding a phone... And it's their word against yours, then yeah. They but they, win, he's saying right? even if it's mounted, so yeah. it's, kind of, it's, like, just, it's just like there's so much gray area there. It seems. I, I agree. I mean, but I the question that, remains: What? Yep. Are we going to do? How? How? How are we going to fix this problem? This exactly. probably isn't going to. This do is it. not it. Okay, Art. No, no, yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like I think it, right now this is a slap on the wrist, as as Warren has kind of you know mentioned. But I think the key is like if they really really want to restrict it, is there has to be limitations on the phones themselves. You know, like once you're in a car moving, but then how do they determine if you're the driver or the passenger? Exactly. Like, you know, little, right. Yeah, I lie to my phone all the time when Waze asks me that question. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, it has to like it'll disable like all these functions uh, when the car's on. But then how does it determine if you're a driver? You know, it would it be everyone in your car and then and then that also gets to the point of like, what if you get in a car accident, your car's running and you're not able to use your phone or something right, like that, right? right? It becomes a safety concern. Or so if they someone's can't trying just... to reach you and it's an emergency. Exactly. So there's a there's a lot of safety stuff and it's also your right to be able have, to use this and I have an idea. Yeah. Self driving cars. No. <laughs> that's the solution. That's a bad idea. That could be I it. I think as long as the, as long as we'll be if we, as long as we can drive our cars on our own and uh, and there isn't an alternative, like people are going to get around it and continue. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's uh, voice voice activation will get much better. Yeah, I think it's like uh, uh, Walking Phoenix or whatever in that movie. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, we have to wait for technology to get there where everything's well, just good. in the earbud. I mean, now it's like, hey, Alexa, turn on the stereo and hey, do this, do that. And that's all voice activated yeah. stuff. I mean, I, I Siri, never use any of that stuff. I don't either. But my wife does. She texts me with Siri all the time. Are you use Siri to text? Yep. 
Um, it's yeah. pretty good. I'd say it's like 80% there. Yeah, my wife uses it all the time, and yeah. I never use that stuff. I never do either. But um, that's probably what it's going to take. It's going to take where it's to the point where you can just say exactly what you want it to do. And Yeah, because the way it is right now, like, you know, unless they increase the fines to thousands, it's not going to go away. Don't they even have cars now where you can just motion to turn the volume up? Yeah, the BMW is so weird. You do this little like, this little like flip of, and, and it like you flick yeah, your hand. It's so ridiculous. Have you actually done it? No, I've just seen, seen like the them. Videos they, they're showing it. Oh, look at how easy it is. Some, they put their hand like next to the and they go like they like wave yeah. it to the right to turn the volume. Up. Like, like oh, that's so awesome! Like, just give me a fucking knob. I can do it when I'm driving, not even looking. I can just reach, grab the knob, and turn the volume look, up. Yeah, I want you to look like a crazy person. Or we all hey, know steering wheel controls are pretty fucking awesome for that stuff. Like, we all know how well the uh, bathroom sinks work. Oh yeah, exactly. So the right. hopes aren't high. Or McLaren door handles. Oh, do you do gestures for the door yeah, handles? Yeah, you do that. You put your hand under on the first, uh, the yeah. twelve C's, and you're like it, it, like you're like, wait, I can't get it to work. No worky, and you have to like play around with it forever. Oh jeez, can't believe you said the thing no is worky. That it was, it's actually super easy to do. Like I've done it. Like Matt showed me, but people just couldn't get it. Like it's just you put your hand up against it, you do one swipe, and that's it. But everyone like just tries to do too much, and it just never. And works. sometimes it doesn't work. Lane but, was triple yeah. swiping for sure. Yeah, probably. Well, and sometimes and it doesn't work a lot because of McLaren and their electrical systems. Are I don't know, Lane. He what? just said one swipe was all you need. Yeah, you just, <laughs> you, when you Lane, when you just did the hand motion, you did triple swipes and you said no worky. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Axel Jor asks, do you guys "Hey, wait a- before you go on, dude. Uh, I have to clarify that first question I asked about the commuter car. What What do you guys think about used car options? Yeah, like I said, a ES Lexus is a very oh, good option. Okay, but then the the Accord you were talking about, you're talking about new. Well, they made it an Accord hybrid in the back in the day, but this new one is quite good. And yeah. if you're talking about going to the Toyota dealership and buying a new car, yeah, I think you should consider that. Uh, they're open to buying a used car, also. I don't. I just don't know. I don't know what the best bet is. It feels to me like the best deal would be a two or three year old car uh, with less than six, you know, hopefully like forty thousand miles. Yeah, and then you, you know, put a hundred thousand miles on it. Yeah. You're, so you're talking about getting the pre, like a pre owned or yeah. pre owned warranty, kind of up to a like a warranty miles. return. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying like you're talking about getting a certified pre owned. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. Axel Jor. Either. I think either of those options that we just mentioned, slightly used, would be good, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, either Camry Hybrid or Honda Accord Hybrid. Although, although when you're getting a, I'm just pre-owned. talking about used versus new. So when you Use are getting question. a pre-owned car like that, a luxury car makes a lot of sense, like an ES. You know, kind of basic, low luxury. But when you get into the cheaper cars, yeah, it doesn't really make sense to buy a used car at it that doesn't. point. Um, a lot of times you're getting deals. you're getting five thousand dollars less than a brand new car. That's less than MSRP. You can usually get the brand new car oh. with all the incentives and stuff for like the same price you can buy the used car for. Yeah, you know, so it looks attractive when you're looking at it. You're like, oh, it's that much cheaper, yeah. but it really isn't. Like, That's a good point. So I remember every time someone would buy like a three year old Subaru when I worked for Subaru. Like, oh man, I felt sense. so bad for him because Subarus are the best resale value, and they'd be buying this like three-year-old um, Forester for nineteen thousand nine hundred. A brand new one was twenty-three nine, and you can mm. get one out the door for twenty-one five. Oh, yeah, and 
you have like better financing options yeah. too. So yeah, in the long like, run, it's almost exactly. Yeah, you have one point nine percent as yeah. opposed to they can get like three point nine for the used right. car maybe. Yeah. So. All right. Good. Thanks. Axel Jor, do you guys have a good toolkit or spare solution for the rally? I plan on bringing a decent amount of gear, and spirited driving to me means no hard cases, hard case toolboxes sitting in the trunk loose. I'm thinking a few tool rolls and duffel bungeed in the corner. What do you guys do to keep your gear secured? In the 944, it has these two um, big like pockets behind the wheel wells. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are nice. And so I have like a couple tool rolls. And then I have a, like a soft, I have a soft, whatever tool bag that I'll put down there and then, you know, some other stuff. So yep. I can kind of all, I'll put it down there and wrap it in a towel or whatever. Art, how about you? Same deal. Yeah. I go for the uh, trunk side pockets. Um, all my cars have had those. Sometimes what, I'll, what I've done before is I usually don't, uh, um, I don't bring, um, like like a jack or whatever it may be. Sometimes there's like tools in those side pockets. Yeah, like my E30 stuff, has a yeah, and stuff more gear in there. You know, I like. I'm a big fan of behind the driver and passenger seats in the footwell. Oh, yeah, yep. and try yep. to stuff as much down there as I can. Um, that I don't know. That sketches me out. What? Why? Why? The only because uh, one time I had a screwdriver slip out of the uh, out of a bag and go underneath the seat and get wedged like in the wheel well, like in the footwell rather. Um, luckily, it, it like it was on the left side, like between the clutch and the brake pedal. And ever since then, I said no. I mean, I, mean, Art, I know that come I, on. ideally you're tying shit up, but that's you the just only have a I'm duffel out. bag or a tool bag. And yeah, you, you zip it up. Yeah, you don't leave yes. tools loose. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, then, it, it was my bad. So it was a Craftsman bag with the with a red mesh netting on the outside. Yeah, yeah, and you and had, had it in the mesh. And I had it in the mesh. Dude, come on, man! You don't need it that fast. I know. It was my bad. He was meshing. I think that answers the question. Huh? Right, yeah, uh, but uh, another thing that I like is using my uh, DWA little. Uh, changing mat or whatever. Changing mat. What, what's our thing called? Moving blanket. Our moving blanket. <laughs> um, mat. Yeah, if you you can use that to like wrap stuff in and then definitely uh, kind of yeah. I like yeah packing strategically, but I I love the uh, uh, like the craftsman tool bag that kind of you know when you got enough weight in there it just kind of sticks. Yeah. Eric Horton Design says, "Hey guys, what's up? Looking forward to rallying with y'all in a few weeks." Hey, I'm mad as hell and I can't take it anymore. Is Toyota doing the worst industrial design in the car biz? Why the visual assault? Do they hate car people or what? I just don't get it. And Eric here was uh, went to design school and has an eye for this, and you are preaching to the choir. I don't yeah, get dude, it either. He designed the uh, Pontiac Salsa, dude. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, yeah, I don't get it, dude. They, they totally gave up. They just don't. I have a theory. I don't know. What? What's your theory? My theory is that this is a marketing exercise, and they're proving that their branding is so strong with these cars that they can make them look like anything, and people will still buy them. How ballsy. That's a pretty good theory, because it's true. (laughs) It's like, oh, it's a Prius. I don't give a shit what it looks like. If it's a Prius, it's cool, But see, they're marketing to non-car people. That's the thing. Yeah. Yep. They don't want a car. They want an appliance. They don't give a shit how it looks. They want to get from A to B. They don't want to think about it. So you think all that, the Toyota designers are just laughing? I don't know. Like, because, what these guys are buying. I think but they think they're very, it. they believe that they're ahead of the curve. That's what they, I think they truly believe. Yeah, but they have, it's just a lot of like, like a lot of stupid stuff thrown on. It's not real design, you know? That's what's weird about it. It's not like the revolutionary, like 
it's not like revolutionary design or anything. Well, it, because it's just a normal three box design or two box design, and they throw all these weird curves and and um, geometric shapes yeah. and shit. You're like, that's not. I mean, just, Lexus is is the same way, and they they do have some angles to it. You know, their whole. Uh, but Lexus is way better. I mean, compared to Toyota. Right, but not just the much. Predator grill you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, besides that, they're fine though. Yeah, the one thing that really gets me with Toyota, I mean, besides yeah, is what you're describing, Lane, like a lot of weird triangles and shit that don't really belong. But uh, the protruding lights, have you noticed? Yeah, that? yes. Like that is the thing that I I just don't I hate understand. it. Toyota Highlander. I don't Look at the taillights on a Highlander. I don't understand that either. For like, um, you know, a lot of it's like crash, like in crashes, you don't want to damage stuff. Yeah. Because that, you know, insurance costs go up and all this stuff, right? Yeah. Also Repair costs. Safety, yeah. And all this stuff is, like, sticking way out, protrude, like the protruding lights. Like, like a Toyota Highlander, the, the taillights stick out from the body four inches. So the first thing you're going to hit if you scrape a yeah. fence or something is the taillight. It's before you even think you're going to hit the body. It's so Taillights weird. crash, yeah. I don't get it. But we don't get and it. And then they ruin the FRS. Yeah. That yeah. front end on it now, now that it's a Toyota. Don't get it. And Other then the, the Camry, remember they made it sporty? So it has, like, this, like, <laughs> that front end now. God. Damn, dude. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean I'm dicking around when I'm talking about the marketing thing, but I think that they genuinely they genuinely believe they're doing this whole futuristic thing, you know? And, like, right. this is the way cars are going, and they, are at, they believe they're kind of, like, the cutting edge or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Uh, Tweedleboy Fabworks. Has Lane thought about a Mazda 3 for his commuter? The 2017 has a manual option with the more premium Grand Touring trim. It has the bigger engine, 185 horsepower, I believe. It won't be as nice as a GTI, but the 3 isn't selling, uh, selling well, so you'd probably get a good deal, and it would be super reliable and deep into slow car fast. Lane. Mazdas. Mazdas are super good. They're just, uh... Like for that kind of car, it's it's only they only have they don't have like a sporty option. That one, the Grand Touring one, isn't sporty. One hundred eighty horse five horsepower. Like they don't have one with like a stiff a better suspension or mm-hmm. you know anything like that. They and they're they're actually pretty expensive. No more Mazda speed stuff. No, they haven't had that. I mean the the new generation of three. Which has been out since, I don't know, I think 14 or something. So 13 as of 14. Um, since then, they haven't had a speed three or anything. And, uh, they actually, they don't, oh, he said they do offer a manual in the 2.5 now. Yeah, that's what he said. Because they here. used to not offer it in the 2.5 or in the 2.5 or in the, you know, it was in the 2 liter version only. So I guess now they offer it in that, but they're really pricey too for what, I think they are, you know, they're like 30 grand. Oh, wow. And it's not, like, it, it just, they're really nice interiors, they're nice looking little car, and they drive nice and everything, but it's just compared to like a GTI or something, or a Focus ST or whatever, it just doesn't have the, the balls, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you did say that you wanted more pep, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, if I'm going for the, something, something like that, I would want. A sport. They don't have a sporty version, but something like yeah, a Mustang that, EcoBoost. Exactly. <laughs> so, Lane, the, the, what you're describing, or the 184, that is the sportier option because I'm pretty sure they have one that's 150 horse. No, they do, um, but that's like yeah. saying the. I mean, but that's like Volkswagen's version of 
you know, like when they only had the two, when they only had the two five, the the five cylinder, oh, and, and the you know, and then they had the one point eight T, but then they also had the 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 GTI. So it would yeah. be like the one. It's like the middle version, right? It's yeah. not like the full sport version. Yeah, I feel like it. No, I mean, I, I I totally get what you're saying, and I I think a GTI is a much better car, especially for what you're doing. Um, if this car, if you can get one for like 20 Gs, <laughs> then it would be another. You story. can't though, and Mazda's, you know, they they talk about Mazda, they're not selling well. I mean, Mazda just doesn't sell a lot of cars in general. Um, they're kind of like an off brand, and um. I don't think their production is that much either. You know, they don't produce crazy amount of cars where they, they have all these leftover cars and they're trying to get rid of them for, for super cheap. And they're not like the American car companies where they're just giving them away and stuff. It's, uh, I think if anything's Volkswagen's probably giving away cars right now more than anyone. Rothen Paul asks, actually he says, congratulations on 202 podcasts. Love the show and thank you for indulging my questions on previous episodes. Has Art considered an 850 CSI BMW? Quite the sense of occasion. Uh, my dad used to have an 840 CI. It definitely had sense of occasion when it started without being jumped. Would love to hear your thoughts on that. Not just the 840. Keep up the great work. Damn, dude. Eight, 850 CSIs are bank. They're they, like they're they like are. 55 to 70 grand now. Now they do make a 850 CI manual. Well, I've never seen that. I know Wait, they make what, an eight, what year range thought, are we talking about? What is this? Ninety. It's the eight series BMW, the big okay. uh, two door, yeah, okay. uh, pillarless coupe. Okay. Yeah, interesting. So this is the one that I, we've I talked about many thing, times before. Yes. Yep. That is that the biggest lat down for lane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That body style. But um, I'm just wait a minute. So I always thought that the CSI was the only manual one. No, they somehow there's several for sale ever so often that has a manual, both V8 and V12. Um, yeah. And I think they're gray market cars. I don't really know. I don't think they were ever offered here officially, but they are in the U.S. Gotcha. And I remember there's also, I don't know the difference, but there's the 850i and 850ci. Do you know the difference? Uh, no, I don't think there's an 850. I think they're just a CI's coupe, you know. Really? CI, yeah. CSI yes. is just the M version of that V12. But the CSI's weren't all manuals. Right? Yeah, they were. They were. Yep. But were, didn't yeah. we barely get any of them? Very rare. Yeah, and they they were expensive to begin with. They're really expensive, and I think one was a really nice one went for eighty k recently, like super nice though, show car. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, V twelve manual. Uh, Tom Eidsmore's driven one. He said it was like eh, not as much as he not as fun as he thought it would be, but it's a big car. Yeah, yeah, they're like four thousand pounds or more. Easy forty two hundred or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The great yeah, motor, great motor. Interesting, yeah, interesting cars. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of going back to the same thing. I mean, I'm looking. I mean, for something a little bit sportier, something smaller. It's a. They're beautiful cars, and I definitely still want to drive one, especially a manual. Um, and I, that, I'm still tripping out on this because I'm. Pr I'm pretty sure that uh, I saw an 850i very recently, not a CI, but an i. And I know that there's a CI, which, and now I'm really confused. But anyways, ultimately, I want to drive one. That might have just been a year thing, Art. I like they so called too. it an I one year. And then I think that's I. it. But oh, really? I, I think so because I, I, I kind of recall seeing an I as well. But yeah, it might have just been like at first they were called an I, then they called them a then CI kind of thing. CI. Oh, okay. Because yeah, you know, coupe CI is what the later all the later coupes were called. So it might have been right. 
Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, because I mean, I, I don't know if there's one, oh, you know, one that's preferable, preferable, <laughs> damn it, preferable over the other. But uh, I don't. I think they're pretty uh, much same, same. Yeah, I mean, I, CSI sounds rad as hell. I mean, uh, my understanding was that that was supposed to be an M8, right? The, yeah. It even it even has like M M like performance totally. uh, stuff, no, like badging on the on the in the engine bay and stuff. And it's got all the M stitching inside. It's got M5 wheels. Um, it's as close as as close as we ever got to that car. Yeah. And I I've spent a lot of time behind the wheel of a 750IL. Mm-hmm. Awesome car. Like it just shrinks around you. Super fun. Great motor. That's an E38 or an E What do they call those? Or the earlier one. 94 to 2001 or oh, whatever. Yeah. E38. E38. Yeah. yeah. E38. Great so, yeah. great car. What about 850 versus the Mercedes equivalent the S-Class coupe? Yeah. Um, what is that, the 500 SEC or something? Yeah, and then later they called it the CL, but it was that same body style. Yeah. Um, I, I think the BMW is going to be a way better performer. Uh, manual is never op- offered for the Mercedes, but you could get a 600, so V12. Um, not as waftable. Uh, the BMW, <laughs> I'd say, is less wafty. Yeah, because Art, you test drove one of those, right? The oh, yeah. 500 well, SEC. Oh, that's an SEC, though. though. No, you drove yeah. a 560 in R107. No, and I also drove a five a five sixty SEC, uh, not the R, not the convertible. Remember the coupe that I drove with Euro? It was a Euro. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. but that's an but old. That's an old, that's an old car. SEC. Yeah, but they yeah. call it an SEC later. Uh, but it was an S class coupe. Yeah. Right. With like the yeah, like the flush headlights that kind of go above and over a little bit. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, I want to drive one, man, because maybe I'll dig it enough. I, I don't you know. You wouldn't. I mean, so yeah, really? let's move on. Yeah, you wouldn't. It's not. I mean, dude, if your M5, like, it's it's like a heavier version of your M5. Right. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But it's art. Hashtag waft. Hashtag pillow scoop. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. Some guy named M. Varshavsky asks, each of you is given $1 million to invest into a portfolio of cars and entrusted with managing it. Spend the money, report back performance with six-month intervals, consider things such as storage, upkeep costs, unconventional approaches to producing cash flow like Turo and get around, I've never heard of. Welcome. <laughs> it could be kind of a cool project if we wanted to do that. I had, I've done um, this before. Brian can make start, a chart. Start with the $1 million mm-hmm. and then we'll consider it. Yeah. First of all, I mean, six month intervals, it, it may not produce a lot of movement, but talk about like, you know, three year intervals and you could be having some, some fun. Six month, you would have to either be flipping cars. On a regular basis. Yep. Or like large scale wheeler dealers. Would we be doing um, buy high and sell low? I think we'd, not, we wouldn't want to. The investors uh, probably wouldn't like that. But that's Brian's method, and it seems to be a new. I mean, if this is $1 million for Brian to blow on cars. Oh, it's how, that's how what you do. How little money can you come out? Like, how can you get <laughs> yeah, rid of a million Bruce, dollars? Brewster's millions. Yeah. Maybe we report back on smiles per mile. Okay. Okay. Oh. Maybe that's what the investors want to see. Yeah, that's what they want to see for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, if you're talking about reporting at six-month intervals, you'd have to either be flipping them or you'd have to do some car rental thing. Dude, Brian would have like 942 cars for a yeah. million dollars. <laughs> it's a lot of all cars. A- I every tried... AMC Eagle ever made. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would try to keep them all in the similar category, actually, so I could share all the parts. <laughs> oh, my God. What does that mean? Basically, um, it's buying a junkyard. So does 
<laughs> Are there any junkyards for sale? Um, I will give you one million dollars. Every junkyard just so down instantly. Done. Um, I don't know if he's asking us to do this. By the I way, think he is okay. Maybe by the way, junkyard just... life would be awesome. What if you just ran a junkyard? That's Brian's calling. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Bonfires. Why did it take so long to get here? Dog. <laughs> we could have finished this. Uh, can we end the podcast now? Brian's ultimate dream is owning a junkyard. It Tell is. me that you guys wouldn't like to do that. Junkyard dog, maybe? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I already got one of those. Chopper. Yeah. Sick balls, chopper. <laughs> You've Lots got a bunch of, of... You already have a mini junkyard. That's right. House. That's right. Starter kit. Junkyard starter kit. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, it's on my resume, man. You should really... <laughs> I have years of experience. That's true. With junk cars. Like... Hey, uh... Oh, oh, I was going to say, like, 1996 to 2016, <laughs> yeah. I'm a junkyard manager. <laughs> 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 What's that part? Do you think uh, M. Uh has a million dollars laying around that he's looking to entrust uh, uh, upon us? I think he uh, does, but it would be hard to get it out of his greedy little hands. Yeah, he's pretty chintzy. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, what kind of returns are people looking to get? A reliable, a reliable six seven percent would be pretty decent. Yeah, I'd say so. Could we do that for people? Everybody pitches a hundred thousand or something. I mean, yes, Brian, we could do that. I think uh, if anyone listening, it would be long term though. What about our friend in Kuwait? He might be listening. You want to oh, yeah. find a little action? Castrol motor oil, does, maybe? He only does uh, Bentleys, though, dude. That's true. I, could, I can get into that, though. I don't think we've impressed with our business plan ideas yet, unfortunately. No, we're still working <laughs> on it. We don't want to give away all our secrets, either. Brian's going to be managing a junkyard. Yeah, I don't know how profitable that's going to be. I don't know if they're going to get the return. <laughs> One part at a time, my I'm, friend. I'm just spitballing here, though. I'm open to the other ideas, too. Porsche Hobbyist says, Lane, just think of all the 914s you'd be able to purchase. It's a lot of 914s. It is. EK Antiques says, uh, why would an engine builder specifically call for Mobile One 20W50? It's an M10 with a supercharger, 9.0 uh, compression, running 10 pounds of boost. The stuff just seems so thick and takes forever to warm up. The oil pressure is 50 psi warm at idle. Thanks, guys. Yeah, how could you recommend? How could you recommend an oil without knowing where in the you know what the temperature, what the ambient temperature is going to be? Well, like that's what it depends on yeah. where you are, right? Right. And I'm also, in this case, is the car intercooled? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, if it's not intercooled, I imagine it's producing quite a bit of heat, right? Supercharged motor. That's my only theory here. I mean, oil is such a preference. People have so many theories on brand and type and this and that. I mean, the guy I bought my Vanagon from had summer oil and winter oil. He specifically had a whole plan to change it out depending on the season. And we live in central California, like, you know, There's northern yeah. California. It's not There's like, no reason to change it here for right. different seasons. And but, uh, yeah, so there. maybe he came from the... No, no, it came from, from here. No, maybe he came from the Midwest or something yeah, where right. they have real seasons. Right. I mean, but, I've I mean, that's, that. that's the only... I mean, regardless of brand or whatever, like, there is something to the weight versus the totally. temperature, right? Totally. That mm -hmm. It does seem weird. Yeah, I mean, I can see a manufacturer recommending Mobile One, which just because they set up brand relationships, but like an actual 20, 20W50, that seems odd. Unless it's in, I would expect that it would be in the, the user manual that it's like, you know, shows you the, what weight to use depending on what the temperature is totally. outside. I, I don't know. From You hear all these uh, 
oil experts from the different different companies go on these other these shows and talk, and every one of them seems to have like something different. That's to what say. I'm saying. They all have their own theory. Yeah, they all have their own. It's kind like oil of purple. Theory. They're the best. Oh, yeah. red line. Any they're there. They absolutely exactly. I mean, mobile yeah, one. I would. But a lot of it has to do with like nowadays tolerances are so tight mm-hmm. that you can run a thinner oil. And engines are more efficient. A thinner oil is better for that. You know, sure. older, worn-out engines, you might want to use a 2050 because they are, like, bigger tolerance, you know, yeah. all this stuff. You're so. getting oil blown through exactly. rings and whatnot. Yep. Um, I know for a fact that uh, Mobile One, from what I've read, is self-tested. They test themselves. And you can trust them to be like, oh, Mobile One tests their oil. They're really hard on it. Uh, and then there's other manufacturers like Liquid Molly that is tested by a German government, you know, foundation or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. Mm-hmm. So it's like a different measurement of it's quality. It's like TUV approved wheels, like TUV kind exactly. of, as opposed to like exactly. all these American wheel companies. They don't have TUV to. Yeah. Yeah. So same thing with tires. I mean, it's it's very, uh, you kind of got to read between the lines. Yeah, I, I mean, say. I'm curious to know, like, I mean, he should obviously talk to his engine builder because it sounds like this is a custom motor setup. You right. Know? It's a, uh, yeah, yeah. No, stock but he could just be some yeah. old school guy, too, that goes, oh, 20W50 is what I always ran on my hot rods, you know. maybe it never had a problem. And that's what I use now. Yeah. And then, but there's all these new things that have come along. Like, is he talking about, is that just dinosaur oil? Is it stand, or is it synthetic? Mobile One. That's usually, oh, Mobile One's all synthetic. conventional, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that's enough on that. JD Jesse, <laughs> are you going to make DWA halfies a regular thing? Once a quarter would be killer. Had tons of fun on the last one. Agree. I think so. Yeah. So we're doing a coastal range rally in a month and then we will probably plan something for mid to late spring. Yeah. Say that. And yeah, definitely. We'll make them a thing because they're easy to do and don't require days and days of planning. Um, and we had a good turnout last time. JD Jesse brought his uh, Volkswagen Caddy truck, which was probably maybe best in show. Yeah, two lead with a two liter turbo engine. Yeah, and really well stanced and good wheels and all that stuff. And then he sold it. Yeah, but hey, you know what? That's how things go. It's not art. That's art life, right? Art life. Did they, he sell did it? Because it? No, there's a lot of pictures. Uh, maybe yeah. he didn't. He was talking about selling it. Six days ago, he just did. All I ever post is my truck. Okay. And it's, yeah. Maybe he had like... seller's remorse. Yeah, he was considering it, though. Yeah, I know. Uh, Ewan Chapman, pardon for the rookie question. When I'm driving along straight, my steering wheel is about 30 degrees off center. Possible problem slash what can I do about it? Cheers, guys. Um, like here's it. what you do. You pull the wheel off, <laughs> and you move it over by one tooth, and then you should be good. Get an alignment first. Yeah. Yep. And then do that. I yeah. Agree. Yep. So after the alignment, if your wheel is still off, then get that little center cap, pop it off, find the right socket, get that sucker off there, and well, I don't know what kind of car he drives, but well, and besides that, I mean, while you're getting the alignment, hopefully they're checking all, you know, they'll check all your suspension bushings and all that because if those are off, then that can cock the steering wheel sideways yeah. too. So yeah, yeah, for sure. There you go. Alignment. And he looks like he's in England. So I don't know how alignments work there. How do they say alignment in uh, England, Art? Uh, it's a line 
threader. I don't know. I'm, I have no idea. I'm sorry. No, you're just a guy um, who does <laughs> accents, so I thought you might I have only something do accents, for us. Only uh, Italian and Spanish. Yeah, no, it's called I'm a margarita though, alignment. Margarita, like, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh, the only thing is that, uh, uh, I mean, I'm surprised that, because you have the MOT thing there, right? So, like, maybe it hasn't come up, because that, that would be something that they would ping him, mm. like, ding him for, right? You think so? I, I don't, don't think I don't, so. I don't think they do an actual, they don't drive the car around. But don't they check the alignment on a rack and then check bushings? And how all do that they stuff? check the alignment? Put it on a rack. Yeah. But how do you check it on the rack without like actually aligning the car? Like they have to set up all the. They don't do all that. I don't know. Shit they about just that. like I've pull seen, it. I've never gone through MOT. Like no. I'm pretty sure they're looking for rust and, um, you know all the like bad suspension bits or you know right. r- broken exhaust hangers and stuff like that. They're not. They're not going that crazy. I really don't know. Yeah, um, um, I know in Japan they 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 do check the as you said yeah like the bushings all the control arm stuff they would be looking at all that they would look at uh, also steering play they do look so and if your steering wheel is off center they would definitely ping you or ding you I keep saying ping but uh, they would knock you off some points or whatever the hell it is. Uh, My femur yeah. hurts. Asks ever sold a car to a friend? If so, what was your experience? I once sold a nice ninety two GTI. 16 valve to a friend and it went from a 9 out of 10 to a 4 out of 10 in two years it was awful to see i've learned never to do it again see that that's funny to me he's he's saying that he doesn't want to see the car go downhill the whole reason you don't sell a car to a friend in my opinion is that you don't want it to have problems and that's come back why i will you. never sell a car to a friend right um i sold my gti to a friend and the tranny went and he never did anything with it and it basically brought it away so that okay. that was kind of a bummer but um it wasn't like he was relying on it to like get his kids to school. It was like a fun car, anyways. Um, how about you guys? Never sold a car to a friend. I, don't think. I never have. I've never wanted to though. I'm always, but not just, for the fact you're like, oh, he's gonna ruin it. It's no, more like my reason is like the motor's gonna I don't blow want up. something to fuck up a week later. Yeah, and then me to feel bad that I sold him this car and and have to want to compensate them or you know yeah. just deal with that whole. Like in the back of your head or in the back of their head, like oh, Lane sold me some piece of shit kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. that's the only reason I've ever heard. Yeah. Art. Uh, I've sold many cars to many friends, and uh, luckily the only one that ever broke uh, was fully warrantied, and uh, he got I think around seventy five hundred to eight thousand dollars worth of parts and service for one hundred and fifty. I think. Listen earlier in, in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. S I yeah S B S Autosports five hundred dollar budget. What would you buy that is not a German or Japanese branded vehicle to beat the living dog shit out of for a weekend? No investment value, no part replacements, straight from the factory. So I guess it's as it came from the factory kind of thing. Five hundred dollars. Five hundred bucks. What would you Pretty buy? Low budget. Not a German or. I mean, that just comes down to what's available for five hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah, um, like any beater. Um, not Japanese or German. Yeah, so some American beater. Yeah, like a uh, Camaro or something. I guess five hundred bucks though. Ford Crown Vic. Oh, I know. Uh, Ford Escort GT. What? What's that? Five, yeah. Oh, five hundred. Yeah. Eighties, like eighty-five through ninety-five. Front wheel like drive. Front wheel drive. Maybe a Ground spoiler. Effects. Ground effects. Maybe a spoiler in there. Yeah, they have those three little slots. Or a Mercury Lynx, perhaps. <laughs> I get lucky. God. I'd do a Jeep Cherokee. Might even be better if it was two-wheel drive. And just, you're talking off-road mobbing. Whatever. Do whatever, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Art Lane. 
I already said a Camaro or something. Oh, something yeah. rear wheel drive. I don't know. Five hundred dollar Camaro. Sure, like an eighties no, Camaro. I don't think five hundred. Oh, really? Is a pretty low price. Camaro. Anything with Camaro is six hundred. How about a Mustang? An How? old shitty Fox body. Three speed. No, I've actually been looking at old shitty Fox bodies, and they're uh, not that. They're not that low. They're expensive now. Yeah. They're not expensive, but uh, they're three times the price. What if you they're work like fifteen hundred bucks? What if you work around this German Japanese thing and you get a Geo Prism? Which was a Toyota Corolla. Captive import. Huh? Huh? Oh, yeah, it's a great car. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. It's the worst me. loophole I've ever heard. <laughs> what? <laughs> How many loopholes have you been in? Um, and then, dude, um, I'll, uh, do, like, I'll go for it. Okay. Uh, I forget the dude's name, but he emailed us recently um, saying, hey, just a heads up, I have all these old-ass rally videos from uh, yeah, covering rallies Gabe, in the 70s Gabe and 80s. Nashen. Yeah. Good memory, Lane. Um, so I was watching those in the background uh, this weekend, and uh, I was getting pretty sold on some import, like, shit boxes. Like, they had old Nissan 200 SR, SER or whatever. Not oh. SER. Uh, whatever. Centros. Yeah, the 200s. Yeah. Uh, and, like, all these weird Datsuns and stuff. And w- in rally trim with big old fender flares. Like, all you need is rear-wheel drive anything and a manual transmission. And I was getting pretty hyped on just buying, like, a... I'm, I'm looking for this rally that Pat and I are doing. Yeah. And so, uh, I don't know. I was pretty stoked on that. But it, anything for 500 is really hard to find that, that that is actually in running condition. Yeah. No, I, I don't think you can have a choice. You just look at what's for sale and yeah. pick one. <laughs> Which is... That's part of the fun. Art, what about you? Oh, wait. So- also Chrysler LeBaron. <laughs> also Chrysler <laughs> convertible. Uh, yeah. I would do uh, like a uh, late seventies Ford LTD, like a, just a huge rear wheel drive thing. I like just, it. Just bob it, fly over <laughs> everything. Chop the roof off. Chop the roof, soft ass suspension. Just yeah. rear wheel drive. That's like a crash derby car. Yes, exactly. I kind of like that choice. Art. You also get that bench seat flavor. Yeah, bench seat flavor. Maybe corduroy seats. Actually, that's my name. That's they... a beef jerky flavor. <laughs> Bench seat. <laughs> <laughs> Vandalay Industries says, "Am I the only one, or do you also enjoy a good red line pull when exiting the gas station after filling up? No better time to burn some fuel than when you're at your fullest. Am I right? Uh, I never do that. I never do that. <laughs> I like to think of of him doing it in his Volvo wagon with the yeah. fucking LS V8 yeah. ripping through the gears." No one sees that coming at the gas station. That, yeah. That guy with a white Volvo wagon and then fucking burning rubber. I could see Art doing that. Wearing Christmas sweaters. Yeah. I yeah. enjoy a red line pull whenever I can get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Osaka Flaka. I have an R129 SL500. It's a 96. And it's been having immobilizer issues that have been happening more frequently. It's starting to test my patience, but I refuse to admit defeat. Ever had any experiences with a persistent, seemingly unsolvable issue with a car that you refuse to give up on solving? Also, any suggestions on what could possibly be the issue? Lastly, Art, we're 1552 family. Osaka Flaka has a... Oh, he has Tarmacs on that one R129. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's right. cool. What was it? Thanks. Not bad. It's in, I think he has my low. favorite oh, yeah. Instagram it's like name. Back. It's like bag, dude. Quite low, Osaka Flaka. Why so low? You're losing your waftability. Um, I don't know. Like, can you just disable the immobilizer completely? Like, pull it? Mm, 
No? Nah, I don't know. No, I don't think so. With, like, by putting a fuse in place or something like that? I don't think so. Like a resistor or... No? No, they make them pretty I know, tough. Yeah, like, so what you're getting at, uh, Lane, like, I know um, in 993s, it's a legendary issue, uh, 96 yeah. and later. The 95 cars didn't have it, but... Um, you, you send out your ECU to some guy and your immobilizer and they work some magic and they delete it. But I don't know exactly what it has. It, it sounded like it's doable. Um, you just have to know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> so um, it's possible, yeah, that they can just totally defeat it. Yeah, because the, the actual immobilizer system is probably corrupt, like, you know, is broken, you know, and that's why he can't get around it, I'm guessing. Right. But uh, I mean, to answer his question, though, I, I hear of this guy that has a 944 with like constant like overheating problems, uh, but he continues to work on it. Um, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Might be a uh, next episode question. Yeah. Connor Wells says regarding Brian's opinion about the BMW E28, is he wrong or is he wrong? What's his opinion? That they're not great. That they just are. Uh... Yeah, they don't handle great. Well, Connor Wells, a DWA member, uh, famously had a very nice E28 for a while and loved the car. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, he loved it. And Brian owned one that was... I owned one for a little bit. Yeah. And I also drove uh, a Lemons race car version. Yeah. So I have two experience. Yeah. So I can't answer this. You guys know my opinion. I would say you aren't wrong because it's your opinion. And you're an expert. There you go. Oh, that's a cop-out. <laughs> and you're an expert in automotive opinion. <laughs> um, Who wants to give a real answer? Well, I like them, so I think maybe I'd need more time behind the wheel. I've really hardly driven one. I've driven your old one before it was yours. Yeah. Who's, and... who, who owned it at the time? Mark? Mark. Yeah. And then I've driven Connors maybe once or something like that but I don't know they seem I mean I never really drove them any I think I just drove them around town and stuff yeah I never it's liked like the a, wheel position but yeah besides oh, that yeah seemed fun hey, Art, I, I think about, they're a cool car but just like handling wise it just I don't know Art how about that uh, the steering rack though that steering rack is slow as fuck. Um, no, is it rack and pinion or is oh, it a steering no. box? It's completely box. completely fine. It's fucking but, uh, they do have an issue with the steering box. The tabs that mount the steering box break. Yeah. And yep. that's an issue you with those cars. Put some margarita pizza boxes in there. Yeah. <laughs> margarita. Margarita. There you go. Margarita. You said it right. Yeah, with an E, not with an A. That's. I just wanted to emphasize the E, not the A. Cause wait, it's wait, wait. Mar- say it, say wait, it how do you say it? How's the it's wrong way? It's a margarita. Way? It's not a margarita. It's A. Margarita. Mar- yeah, look it up. But no, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look it up. Uh, I'm never going to look that shit up. Let's get to the C28. So uh, the E28, I think, is they're, they're pretty – they're rad cars. They're basically, uh, to me – driving several and you know i raced the same one that uh brian's driven uh it's like a bigger heavier version of an e30 that's kind of what they're like yeah which kind of um, sucks right I mean, they're, they're, but they're i mean it just depends on what you're doing with it right but that's I mean, how i like, feel about your m5 if you want to have fun in the back roads i feel the same way about arts m5 is the bigger heavier version of an e30 yeah pretty much and it's a great and, car I, yeah that's the way i felt with the six series we had yeah Oh man, what a nice six series too! And it was like a bigger, but it you know, and it didn't suck at all. It was actually handled well. It was just more of a 
You should have kept that one. Earth pounding kind of. You know that cruiser? Yeah, that was a really nice car. You could have taken that on the rally or what Mm -hmm. have you. That was a really nice car. Okay. Um, NASA Spec E30 asked three questions in a row, so I'm just going to put them into one. Worst modification you've ever made, worst car purchase, or best modification? You can pick one. Mm. One. All right. Everyone picks their own. Yeah. Right. I'll go with the yeah, worst car purchase I've ever made was a 1981 Rabbit Diesel. Yes. Uh, it was the slowest car I have ever driven, like dangerously slow. Like I could barely even merge into the, onto the freeway. Um, and uh, I think Lane had the same exact experience, actually, and we never discussed it. But coming up Buena Vista, that big hill from Watsonville to Santa Cruz, yeah. um, I actually gave up and I pulled off. I, I pulled off to the side of the road, put it in neutral, rolled back, and then went off to Larkin Valley and around the back because I couldn't go up the hill. <laughs> um, it, was, it was so bad, dude. Um, and I... I um, I mentioned this before, though, at some point. I had the car for about 36 hours or so. Um, I bought it 500 bucks. Um, I just gave up on it, uh, put it on Craigslist, and sold it for like 800 or 900 bucks the following day. I can't nice. Remember. So I guess not the worst in that sense that I actually got to make money off of it, but it was just a terrible driving car. I couldn't I couldn't roll in it. it was, yeah, I looked at yeah. one. I looked at buying one, and it was too slow for me to purchase. Yeah. yeah. Um, I Brian and I bought a. a circle track race car uh together it was, uh, yeah uh, how did that do you guys win a lot of races oh man so <laughs> many uh toyota camry automatic with a blown head gasket full cage total you know chopped bodywork and stuff um what do we buy it for 500 bucks like 200 bucks 200 bucks i think it was 200 bucks uh it sat in my driveway for three months and then we sold it for 500 bucks <laughs> <laughs> we never we never worked on it. We've kind of both realized that even if we did the head gasket, it's going to be an automatic Camry. Yeah. Um, I remember it, that conversation. It, it might have been fun for a few, like, circle track uh, four, four-banger races, but, uh, it, yeah, that's as far as it got. But um, I wouldn't say it's worse. Like, it didn't really affect us all that much, but it also didn't do anything. So that that's my story. It's hard to choose. I've had so many. <laughs> um, I've... I, Worst modification I've ever made to a car. I like rare. I don't know if I've ever really modified a car. Really? I've fixed have stuff. A, have you ever made a good modification? <laughs> I mean, the best one. modification was trying to make a hot tub out of the back of my pickup truck. Yes. Uh, we should get back to that that special place. You modified your. Uh, I mean, your E30 was modified into a race car. I mean, I but that's like stock race car. Like I didn't do anything. Sp- Sure. I mean, there was a lot of little individual things. Yeah. But, Did you put the whole cage in yourself, or was that with Blaine? Oh, with Blaine, for sure. Yeah, that was but, a sick cage. Dude, best dude. cage out there. No, it was Nick Cage. Oh, what? <laughs> that would be a good Lane uh, says no. fab, fab shop. <laughs> Nick <no>. Cage's. <laughs> I love it. My, <laughs> worst, my worst purchase was a um, 88 Ford F-150. Wow. You are a Ford guy, though. Deep, down deep, right? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> so I bought it um, just because I needed a truck for some stuff I was doing. <laughs> had, had to go to <laughs> Home Depot one day? No, I was, I was remodeling a house. So I wanted a truck. And uh, so I bought this old Ford F-150. It's like 1500 bucks or something. I'm like, all right, this thing will be fine, whatever. And then it just continued to have, like, little 
shit and it wouldn't work to get me to Home Depot. <laughs> basically, like the freeze plug started leaking and yeah. stuff, and I'm like, "Fuck this, dude!" What did you buy it for? Like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Or so, um, I think I had it for three months, and it. I drove it for three weeks of those three months, and then it just, I just, you know, I forget what I even did with it. I <laughs> gave it, I sold it. it. Yeah, I don't even know what I did. Did you leave it with the house? And I don't you know how I sold it or what did I leave did. it on Pennsylvania and just say, fuck everything. I don't, I don't know, dude. <laughs> That's I love weird. That. I love that. Yeah, I've yeah. got some cars like that where I'm like, what did, what did happen to that thing? Um, did everyone answer? Yeah. Kanga Motorsports. Each name one project car goal for the year. Art selling the M, I think M5 is what I mean to say. Doesn't no, count. No, he was talking about my future M3 that I was talking about. Art selling a car that you haven't bought yet doesn't count. I mean, this is blue, slick top, oh too. No, it's like I've just always needed to own that. For I sure. needed my life. What did someone write in? They're like, I was yelling at my iPad. Oh yeah, he comments. said, and he said, sickum lane. Hashtag sickum lane. What he said? Wait, what? Happened? Hashtag sickum lane. I know, but what was the comment? It was I. I'm yelling. I'm just sitting here yelling at my iPad at Art. Like he's so <laughs> about so, what? I forget. I saw that, but I forget what he said. It like, was about Art talking about how he needed needed like a, a two-door a store blue, a store blue M- yeah. e36 m3 coupe yeah even though he just sold a fucking e36 m3 <laughs> and, sedan. and after that he had said yeah I'll ne- like i'll never need an e36 m3 again right because yeah. i've already had that i'm over it dude you're de- you're deluded art i am in a good way i like it so this question is kind of like a new year's resolution for us i think you're right brian I like this question because I don't I don't make you, long goals like this. Yeah, I don't, I don't like one go, year. Yeah. Oh man, this year I'm gonna. So get yeah. To that. So what's what are we the thirty gonna look like in a year? What's what's Looking the big old, deal here? I'm going uh, just slammed on CA tuned fucking yeah. stickers, shocks, central stations. You're gonna murder the whole thing out, right? <laughs> what what is, what gibberish were you just saying? Oh, you don't know. Sticker shocks, central, central stations. stations. You don't. Those know? are the best coilovers ever, oh, bro. Dude, no. No fat chicks, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I get it. Um, <laughs> I don't have big goals like that. But uh, I, that's would, what I, I don't want you to go too big here. I, I mean, would like over to... Over the duration of your ownership, I mean, yeah. you know, you haven't gone crazy. No, no. I would like to paint the trim uh, pieces so the... Okay, the lower, let's go a little more crazy than that. <laughs> lower cladding... Oh, shit. The, no, no, no. No, it wasn't on that high. just finish. In one year. Lower cladding of the Volkswagen Vanagon. Bumpers. Uh, okay. Side trim. Repaint all that. Uh huh. Okay. That's, that's kind of a big that's fair. goal. That's a big deal. That's not. That's not happening in January. That's for sure. No. Is well, that a different color? Is that months. a gray or something? It's gray. With okay. Black. Uh, black stripe around it. Gotcha. Um, Art. I'm sure you have fucking 500 things you want to say. Yeah. Well, um, I still. I'm. I'm still working on making a ZHP shift knob fit the NSX. That's a good um, call. And so. So I'm like. I'm gonna hit up Lane. I think he can kind of mold something for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, to make that snap in there. Uh, but outside of that, uh, I think the NSX is pretty much done. I'm just gonna put brake pads on it. Um, I think the the goal for me really is to find that out of the box cool car that we were talking about to replace the M5. Um, I do want to do that, man. I mean, I know I was sticking around with these these ideas, throwing things out there, but um, it would be rad to. No joke, dude. If I can get a rad situation. DS for, oh, for the right so price. rad, dude! Please, I would love to. Hey, that. talk to Sean Custer, dude. Just stay on topic, Art. It clearly says selling the uh, M5 doesn't count. Well, no, but acquiring. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. No, but you're, talking you're reselling the M5. So, 
Um, I think your your project is getting a new car. Getting this a new year. car because I'm not going to do anything to the M5 anymore. It's just it's uh, maybe you know I'll fix a couple things and and I don't know exactly when I'm going to sell the car. Uh, but I mean, hey, let's we'll, talk about that leaky shock a little. What are you gonna do? Well, oh yeah, let's talk about the leaky <laughs> no, shock. No, 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 it's cool. I'm no, just kidding. Hold on. Lame. Really, quick, really quick. No, 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 we, dude. That's, that's next not episode. What this is for. That's next episode. Unless that's your year goal. It's not. It's okay, not. then that's okay. That's it. Yeah. It's for later. Buying a Citroen um, DS. So Art, you talk. You talk about selling this M5 because you, quote-unquote, no longer need a dad car because all of a sudden you discovered they make cars that hold shit, and you bought one, which is an X1. Like You see heel and toe apparel, so then he has a, a i3. He's had it for over a year. He has a five-year-old, and it's great as his family car. Huh. But he's he also, in that same thing, he says, but I know, like, kids like have the most stuff when they're really little which you know you all you guys yeah like that's the worst time to have so a, much like stuff. that's the only time you need a big car is when the kids are small yeah like you can have like a nissan leaf for a i3 or whatever when the kids are bigger borderline pack to the gill and a crossover yeah. with one seven month old mm-hmm. that's yeah. what Wait, i'm dealing what with. About, but later though don't don't like the soccer friends come along and all that other shit well, yeah sure yeah. you can do that i mean you can get into then that you get stuff, to the next but... thing but but art get back to my question here you you said i don't need a family car right i'm selling my yeah. m5 because i'm never going to use this car for taking anyone anywhere so you would want to get another four-door like a ds no i just want something cool and that doesn't it doesn't have to be practical that's my thing you know like i mean because i have a car that is practical that we can take anywhere now so yeah you like, could have always had that you know that no i did it that's what i'm saying Warren, was, why are you keep bart going <laughs> down the same path it's so annoying it's like he was making the case for the i3 and we're like okay whatever and he's like no it's perfect in every way san francisco blah 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 blah, blah. a scooter motor blah, blah, blah. and then it's like oh wait no like they make cars that hold shit and people and stuff it's really neat oh yeah ignorance bro ignorance that's why i i thought i could make it work and uh i know you tried you did try did we lose you no i'm here i just thought yeah i mean but i'm thinking goals dude the the only thing for me because as i said the nsx is i'm not going to depart too much from where it is um you know it's going to stay pretty stock outside of this uh the only other thing is yeah just purchasing some rad car this year i want something really cool something outside the box okay got it we'll write that down uh, you two haven't answered. Get the Mercedes going. Okay. Um, my goal is more, more, more immediate, I guess. But I mean, I want to paint the front of the nine forty four and everything. So, okay. Uh, favorite uh, the Van Egmond asks favorite car that you've sold. Why did you sell it, and why was it your favorite car? I think we've answered this before. Um, my GTI. And I sold it because I had too many cars, and it was awesome. Yeah, I think we did answer this, but mine was the my 914. I sold it because my brother crashed it. <laughs> okay. My spec E30 race car, which I sold because racing is expensive. Um, yep, and it was a race car. That's why it was good. Mr. Margarita? Margarita, hey. uh, the first car I ever owned, my 1971 BMW 2002. I sold it because I blew the head gasket and couldn't afford to fix it, uh, and I traded it for a running, driving 4000 CS Quattro. Thank you. L. Baton asks, this is a good question, what's your guys' opinion on when you clean up, paint, or re stuff on old cars, and when do you leave the existing patina? 
It's the final question of the night. Rust. Rust. You don't like any rust. Uh, actually, how do you de- so surface rust at a light level is sometimes okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Brian works this out in his own head as he's saying it. <laughs> he wonders to himself, "Is it okay?" <laughs> yes, I think so. Oh, there's so many factors that go into that. Like if it's original paint. I think I would let it go a little further than if it's just a shitty respray and it's kind of deteriorating. Yeah. Then, then it, the second of deterioration, I want to paint it. Um, but How if it's original and it has that nice, yeah, like even patina, you can kind of, you know, live with it. And, and then with, um, chrome, I think, I think chrome when when it starts getting pitted and stuff just doesn't look good but i think stainless when it gets you know it's a little worn stuff can look all right some swirl marks in the stain yeah that looks fine, fine. but yeah. but when it starts getting di- big dents and stuff then but i'm see, totally chrome over is it so expensive too that's the other thing is it comes out of your budget and how cheap, lucky i don't i'm not into cars that have a lot of chrome oh you are though come on you love chrome. <laughs> <laughs> um art what about you uh, that's kind of where I was going with it, uh, with Lane, what Lane was saying. Um, I think I like if it's original paint, um, or even if it's not, like if it's just kind of like interest, like if they painted it several colors over the years and it's kind of showing through, it depends on the character of the car and the whole package, but yeah, it's such a, I, so many variables, right? Yeah. But the, the, I agree a hundred percent though. Like I'm actually down with like the patina on the body and like just fresh Chrome. Like I think that works, you know, like, cause you're preserving the certain, a certain look, but yeah, it's like derelict style, right? Like the icon yeah, stuff. Which I love that when it's done right, it's so perfect. Yeah. And we all love like exactly. old Porsche 911s with kind of rub through mm-hmm. classic seventies paint and yeah. Patina is, is really hard to achieve. Um, but patina isn't like bashing, getting your car bashed in a parking lot and having a dented fender. No. That's not patina. No. That needs to be fixed right away. Yes. He's got a pretty cool looking uh, first gen Nova wagon. Ooh, really cool. Uh, Gary's Rods and Restorations just did a full sleeper uh, version of one of those with nice. fantastic patina in like a moss green. With, like flat though over the years the paint's just been uh-huh. dull and faded with some surface rust and roof rack and stuff like period roof rack but it's got a full you know uh new i think a whole new frame uh motor tranny i mean underneath it's Rad. totally dialed what kind of wheels steel yes brian wheels Thank of you. steel yeah. like the guy across the street from me that truck that old chevy pickup truck yeah yeah c10 right it has this totally faded maroonish brown paint job. Do you think that's original though? No, it's it was resprayed at yeah. one point. He had a resprayed because I don't think that's a factory color. Um, I don't think it. I think it was that color actually. Really, a maroon? His dad bought it brand new, huh? And he had it painted like twenty years ago. Yeah, and it's all faded and stuff. But that car has like really clean steel wheels with like perfect lug nuts, you know, and then you look under it and all the suspension's new. Oh, that's cool. Like it's just been like, you uh, know, worked dialed. through. Yeah. And the bed is like, everything's in really nice condition. Like the bed doesn't have any dings or any like big dings or anything like yeah. that. It's just, it's a really nice truck, you know, but it's like that nice even fade to the whole body and just kind of looks right. Just looks used and and loved at the same time. Yeah, exactly. He's out there washing it like every every week. Oh wow, 
Oh, there's one thing that I, that I remembered that I don't like. Uh, so, like on bright work, when you're talking about like aluminum trim and stuff, I hate it when it's bent or dent dented. Yeah, like me that, too. That has yeah. to be like straightened out. Uh, yep. Like like 2002s are notorious for this. You know, like that whole trim that goes around the top. Like a lot. A lot of times that gets damaged. The good news is that there are people that can restore those that like kind of, you know, restore them, I guess, and like beat them out and shit. Cause like buying all that stuff new is super expensive, like new old stock. So yeah, I've seen, um, I think it was Jared had someone like redo his, one of his grills and, uh, it was pretty tattered, dude. And they just took, you know, they go at it with a hammer and whatever and make it basically look almost new again. You yeah. know, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, my friends, that's a podcast. That is. That was a long one. On that note. You guys are lucky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, you guys. You got seconds tonight. Uh, Art, hang in there, okay? What's up? Don't hang up. Okay, bye, Brian. Wayne would love me to. Oh, yeah. Bye. Brian, Later. you're leaving, huh? Yeah. Not forever? Bye, Brian. No. Just for a little while. Yep. Okay. See you next time. Bye. Goodbye. thin crust that I would choose over a deep dish. A good deep dish is a standard margarita that just like... Oh my god. Oh, yeah. I fucking want to hang up on him so much right now. Oh, I wish no. I could hang up on him. Can we just hang up on him? Can we bail?